our guest for the 126 pod is a 1976 political science graduate from the University of Dayton, a member of the Delta Gamma Omega fraternity, DGO boys. Yep. <laughs> Frank, that's why Frankie asked me. <laughs> and a New York Times bestselling author, author of Don't Fire Them, Fire Them Up, and stop whining and start winning. We would like to welcome Frank Facetta to the 126 pod. Well, thank you, Jackson. Great to be with you two guys, two of my best friends who I haven't seen in a long time. Missed you guys this season. We missed you. We missed you. We missed everything. The, 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 all the pregame at Milano's. We missed yep. the, the postgame phone calls after Anthony's show with, with the boys. We Everything. The, all the, all we the took- madness. Yeah, taking it apart, leaning on each other, right? I miss the holiday stuff, but we'll be back next year. That'll be a lot of fun. We'll be back next year. We'll get into that. Um, so we've been circling this one for a while on our side, trying, trying to figure out when we can get you on and between your busy schedule. Uh, but first, everybody good over there in Columbus? Family's Everybody's good. Everybody's, good. Everybody's doing good. We're, we're watching the transfer boards to see who's coming in. We're excited about uh, the Kamara signing the other day. So, yeah, going in the right direction. Everybody's healthy, thank God. And you guys? We're good. Everybody's good. Yeah, yeah we've, um, we've we've been lucky that, uh, you know, we've been able to still do some of the stuff that we've wanted to do. Jackson's an AAU, baseball starts, Henry's an AAU. Coming to Columbus here, actually, in a couple of weeks, we'll have to let you know on that. Good. Um, but, yeah, everybody's good. Everybody's good. So, no, Jackson's got a few questions I'm going to jump into before we get started here, so. As we get started, yeah. So the 2020 and 2021 season was a one for the record books. We started late and finished the season with Arizona and Baylor being crowned champions. Give us your perspective on the past season. So obviously, you know, not to be cliche, but the COVID made it really odd for me. I'm a basketball junkie. I can watch the Patriot League play, but. Without fans, it was tough. I thought they did a great job for the tournament. um, And we learned a lot from the final, right? Baylor was an older, stronger, transfer-laden team that relied on three-point shooting and defense. And then Gonzaga, who I'm sure we'll get into on this podcast, actually a pretty young team. Um, but a great model for us uh, as Dayton fans to look after. I, I was thrilled with it. There was no blue blood. Um, it was wide open, and they were clearly the two best teams. And it showed me age really matters now. The one-and-done thing, one-and-done now is one-and-done transfers, not one-and-done high school kids. Yeah, the size of the body of the Baylor player was just different from, I think, almost every other team in, in the tournament there was just a, a the physicalness that they had, the size of them, and not just the big guys, the guards right. too had the big shoulders. The, it was just, a, it was a different player. It, it was different. And it wasn't just Maulers. I mean, they could handle it. They could shoot it. Right. And as much press as Gonzaga got, the, the smaller, younger team got tossed around a little bit. And it, I don't think it had anything to do with the league they played in. Yeah. It was it was more just the age, and maybe they left a little bit out there in the UCLA game. But I, that that was great. The Final Four was great. I was proud of Mick Cronin, who I sat next to okay. on the flight home from Maui last year. And, um, and you talk about change. How about the way they played versus what we were used to seeing Jackson when he was at Cincinnati? It was, you know, if they could score 60 points and hold you to 59, he was happy. That was a great offense they ran, and they were a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, his success yeah. out there has been a lot of fun. In the first two years, I mean, last year was he was he was all right, but to see him come back in year two and get to a final, I mean, that's it's amazing and good for yeah, him, we have especially some, as you see is going through their struggles. Um, yeah, we have some dear friends who are as crazy about UC basketball as we are. So, um, miss me yet? <laughs> Did you like the format of the tournament being all in one? state one and with one i know they've talked about afterwards that that can work maybe not in indiana maybe in indiana what are your thoughts on just the the setup of attorney um it sounded good when they set it up but reading the bloggers and stuff i thought that there would be more people allowed at the games the way things were going and they never 
gave up on on that number. And then I guess there wasn't much going on in the city after the games. After the people that I know were there said it just didn't feel like it. It just it just missed. But they did as I guess as good as you could do. I don't know why, if you could go to, and you know the area better than me, if you could drive to Purdue and downtown Indy, I don't know why we couldn't have held the first four, right? It's only, what, an hour and a half ride over. So now that the season's over, free agency's here. And I want to get into a lot of this because it directly affects our team and what's been going on the last week. But I'll just start at the top. Is free agency good for college basketball? Um, overall, no. Right. It's really uh, how you keep track. I looked at it before I got on. There's still almost 1500 kids in the portal and they haven't even made the official announcement that that you don't have to sit out for the year. I think and stay with me on this. I think for the lesser schools, it's really a problem. Yeah. Right? Even schools in our conference. I think for schools like Dayton and Gonzaga, it's an opportunity. When you can present what we can offer a kid, um, I think it gives us an advantage, right? So take a look at the Gonzaga model, if you will, and he finally put it all together. It's their second final four in three years. So first it was really good kids, well-coached, playing hard in the bad league, and they'd lose the first game in the NCAA. Then they started bringing some foreign players in. Then he mixed that with transfers, right? And then this year, he actually gets a five-star. And if you guys have noticed with Gonzaga, none of the starters, the first seven, nobody's entered the portal yet. And Scruggs hasn't announced he's going to the – I mean, he has built an, inc an incredible culture out there, right? But that's how I think Dayton's got to look at it. Can of the five freshmen this year, can two or three of them stick with it and in three years be the Landers, Mike Sells? Does a guy like Holmes or Caleb, a four-star, you know, come and give us a couple of good years? And then can you bring in every year one or two good transfers? I, I, I think if you, can, if you can model that each year, um, you have a chance to be really consistent like they are. You know, the problem with Dayton is it's we get it going and then we hit the wall, right? Archie goes four straight years. We take a couple of years off. Last year, the 29 and two was spectacular, but then here we go again. So, you know, the challenge to the Dayton program is, you know, how do you do that every year? You know, you get on our boards and if we could do it one out of four or three out of five, that's nonsense. The goal should be with this new rule, we should win that league and go to the NCAA every year. Why not? And that's how I would look at it. Does, so does, to, does the conference matter? So I, we've talked, I mean, ad nauseum about the conference that Dayton is in, where we want to be, where we're rumored to be, all those kind of things. But with, Mark, with, uh, with, with, with uh, Gonzaga doing it the way that they have in that conference, does it matter? If you get the right guy with the, with the right things and the right program and the backing and all of those, does the conference matter? That's the best question. Everybody will give you a quick yes or no. So here, here's my thoughts on that. If you could build the brand the way Gonzaga has, mm -hmm. right? Because I don't think anybody on the podcast can name all the teams in their league, right? We'd all miss by one or two. They play at 11 o'clock at night, right? So imagine this guy recruits Jalen Scruggs. He says, hey, you know, in November and December, you'll be on TV a lot. We're going to go out east and we'll play everybody. But for the next three months, nobody's going to see you and we're going to win our league. It'll be fun. And then we're going to try to make, make it to the final four. But he's built the brand. And here's and people, well, Dayton's got a brand, kind of. Our fan base is the brand. We are the best fan base. When people, they always talk about the fans as much as the team. Obi, that group had us turning, and then we hit a little bit of a wall this year with the performance and the record. But when you say to people, Dayton, everybody goes Dayton, Ohio. If I asked 100 people where Gonzaga is, I bet you two-thirds of them can't say Spokane, Washington. Yeah. They built that brand. I think if you're capable of doing that, 
and our good friends down the road, Xavier did that in the A-10, right? They dominated it. They went to the NCAA and then they took advantage of it. And we all know that if Gonzaga was closer, they'd be in the Big East by now. Sure. So, so they have no choice but to be great, right? And win games in the tournament. The other key is what we're doing, we are going in the right direction, as disappointing as this was, <clears throat> the season was. Grant's the right guy. So fused 21 years in a row, right? Yep. Anthony's staying. So we have a guy that I think will stay, I hope, until he, he retires. I think that's the key. I mean, Drew's been at Baylor, was it 13 years? And then you had few, and those two guys made it. So, and I know some people challenge the in-game coaching. I'm not going to kill Grant on that. If you watch the NCAA, you know, the Gonzaga message board was mad at few in the championship game. About They're mad at Michigan for Juwan calling timeout. They were soft, and why And why didn't Cronin have somebody picking up? I mean, could he get better? No doubt. But this guy is presentable. You know, I sent a note to a, a friend we both know, and I said, I would be present. You talk about branding. He's the best coach, dress coach in basketball. Not He's, not, he's the Dayton's Jay Wright. And he should be on Patrick and more shows. Few is on his radio show after a Gonzaga game for 30 to 40 minutes. Anthony takes two or three questions. We need more Anthony. He needs, in college basketball, the coach is the brand. Krzyzewski, Williams, Huggy Bear, right? It's different than any other sport. So I'd like, I, I'd, I think the transfer rule is good for us. I think we got to do a better job of dominating the conference since we've won one A-10 postseason championship since 2003, I think it was. That's correct. So there's, there's work to be done. But, yeah, I think we got the right guy. I think we got the right. The end of games, I mean, it was crazy, right? Everybody yeah. was yelling at every coach. <laughs> Dayton Flyer season review. Give us your thoughts on this past 14 and 10 season so jackson an unbelievably frustrating season right early on when chase was still there and we were healthy a couple of nice wins we, we knew it wasn't the year before but i'm going god if chase can keep playing like this and we still got crutch and it'd be this is this is going to be pretty good um here was my issue and i had told howie this in the summer Anybody who thought we were going to start the year with Jordy and Chase starting for us and the expectation was that was going to lead us to the NCAA was mistaken, right? Um, both were injury prone, both really not effective in their college careers to that point. And we didn't get a grad transfer. When we did not get a grad transfer, that was a, that was a whiff, if you want, to be honest. I, I think the whiff inspired the, the, the staff. It seemed after that, they went and got a terrific recruiting class and then a terrific job getting this kid camera for next year. So uh, my expectations, as you guys know, were always very low. I, I, I just never thought that Jalen, I think Jalen's a terrific player. Um, I thought we were asking way too much of him. He's not the guy as we saw. Um, and to go into the season with those two bigs, you know, we got lucky with um, Mustafa. Unbelievable, right? To pluck a kid out of high school. And he at least kept us above 500. I, I, I dare to think what might have happened without him. But I'll tell you what, this staff can recruit. I mean, these guys can do it. Now can we, can we execute it on the court? Yeah, the Mustafa story is, is really amazing that he's at that, the boarding school. He has to come over because there's no there's no bed. There's no roof bedroom for him to sleep in. Right. And so we go get him and he comes over and and a week later, I think with maybe a shoot around under his belt, he's starting for us and draining that corner three in his first game. That that's what he did was really unique. And I don't know that we've seen a guy go from not playing basketball at all in the first semester and not knowing where he's gonna sleep to coming in starting at the division one basketball game. And averaging 10 points a game for the next three months. I, I agree, Howie. And I'll, I'll, 
I'll say this. I get to watch, I'm a New Yorker, so Jackson, I watch all the Nick games. And if you go back and watch some of our games, the complaint with Obi at the Knicks is the guards, the point guards don't get him the ball. And a lot of that, there's some of it's his own fault, but a lot of that's true. And go back and watch uh, the, the Flyers. There were a lot of times Mustafa was open where I thought we could have gotten them. I would like to have seen them gone to him more. But there's a guy, if you go back and watch some of the games, you get him bigger and stronger. Quick shot on the three, beautiful stroke, right? Even though he's not strong, he was still six or seven boards a game. Yeah. And the way he could, he was crafty around the basket. He could be really something. He's had a, a special floater. player. Yeah. Huh? Had a little yeah. floater when you get into the lane. Yeah. Yeah, really, really nice pickup. Which guy of the of the of the of the new kids coming in next year, and I guess we can even count him as a freshman next year because he is. Which of the guys next year are you most excited to see? We, I mean, the one guy that we've talked about is we were looking through the A10 tournaments, and I think uh, Greer's dad was the MVP of the tourney in 01 or something yeah. like that. You know, so I, re- I remember his father being a he was a yeah. yeah. So of, of the new, he's one that I we've talked about, but. Of the guys we have coming in next year, who's one that you have in your mind has the biggest expectations that can really make an impact right away? So I think the biggest surprise next year is going to be Malachi. Okay. So he's not playing this year, right? They're only playing about six games in New York. And not just because he's Scoochie's brother. I'll bet by the end of the year that he's playing the most minutes at point guard. He is a tough New York little SOB, and he can play. They all got to refine their shots, but and he'll also get up on you on defense. He's not that big, but he'll be good. Greer is older, and yeah. he is cocky, right? He is a big, strong dude, and I think he'll make a nice impact. I've seen Holmes twice. He is going to be very, very good. He's going to need a big summer in the weight room. Freaky athlete. He'll do a lot. I hope because he's a four star, it doesn't become the Chris Wright savior thing. Yeah. So we give this kid a little bit of rope. But um, the Caleb, the Washington kid, special too. I think he could be good. I think it's a great class, as long as we don't put the whole thing on them. Yeah, which I think is which I think is the importance of getting this grad transfer. And you mentioned our guy that we picked up from Georgia. You know, just this weekend. I think we need one more of him. And I'm, I don't know, at this point, I think we've got some size with him and, the, and the, the, the kid we just picked up from East Tennessee State a couple of hours ago. Yeah. I think we need, so I think we're getting some size. We're getting some of those kids. But I think we need one more 12-point-a-game guy that can do something really, really well. I'm not sure yeah. where it's going to come from. I, I think I agree with you. I think, Jackson, we need a shooting guard. Who is going to put the biscuit in the basket? Um, I know there's some rumors about Ibby, but there are a lot of good shooters out there. I worry, uh, again, I won't kill him. The offseason will help him, and he got rushed into duty. I don't know about Elijah. I would feel the same way as Elijah being the starting point guard as I felt about uh, Chase and Jordy being our two big guys. I, I would be worried about that. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd like to see Jackson, an older, stronger two guard, you know, could hit the three and, and give us some physical, a little bit of that bail or physical presence. We're going to need that. You, you, meant, you mentioned that the, it'd be there's a lot of rumors online about who's staying, who's going. I think, you know, Chapman's already declared he's out. Right. Uh, and I think we assume Jalen's gone and on to bigger. But is what are you hearing or what are your what's your gut tell you on on uh, someone like Ibby? I, I think here's. He, I think Ibby is, I don't know if he still is, but he was considering. Okay. Now, then the question is, was he the guy last year where the ball got stuck? Who, yeah. who knows? You know, did you really trust passing it in the post? To, you know, everybody wants to criticize, you know, and who would you like him to pass the ball to other than maybe Mustafa? Um, I like Ibby. I think he'd be as good as any two guard we could bring in and he knows the system yeah yeah um but an ibby type is i think what we need i want an older stronger kid you know that when we need a bucket or or he can get to the basket or we need a three i mean we're 
here's what I, I can't deal with, boys. This is not a rebuild. Take, take those words out of your vocabulary. There was asked. So we lost you for one second. Yeah. Uh, Mark Few was asked after, the, after his game, who did he expect to come back? He goes, you know, we're not sure, but we got a load coming in. Right. <laughs> there was no we'll be young or any of that. You know, all of us try to protect ourselves. Oh, with this and that. We need to be bolder as a fan base as, and as a program. Hey, we're going to, you know, you don't want to use the old lefty Drizel. We'll be the UCLA of the East. But I, I want us to be better than Gonzaga. With this transfer thing, you would be rebuilding what? That, that shipwreck we just watched this year? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't want to lose three times to VCU and LaSalle and Florida. That's no good. That was the rebuild, I hope. That, that was the rebuild. We talked yeah. about it. We talked about it quite a bit. If we if we win the Fordham game, the LaSalle game, and right. maybe maybe one other one other game, we're we're right there in the consider. I don't know if we're getting the tournament, but we're on the bubble, and it's a hell of a lot better feeling going into the end of the season and after the season with that versus right being only picked up in the NIT after forty four other programs turned it down. Yeah. And, and, you know, there were a couple of brights. Again, if if Kobe Brea will stick it out, that's going to be a big, strong junior, senior. He'll be a really yeah. good glue guy. Who would you compare him to? Um, I, maybe a more talented Mike Sell, yeah. right? I don't know if he's going to be, he, you know, not the most athletic, more so than Ryan, but he'll be better. You know, he struggled defensively, but he'll get that. But, man, he can stroke it. I think Kobe, and he's, he's still, I think he's still only 17. You know, he's got a little bit of that New York in him. Um, I'd really like to see him and Mustafa stick around. Those are my, my two guys. I think with some of the things you're saying, keep an eye on Blakeney, whether he sticks around or not. You hearing stuff? Um, you know, just little birds dropping little bites every now and then. Yeah. I think if they bring a shooting guard or Ibby comes back, that, that would wrap that up. I, I thought he was, I thought he had good minutes. He, yeah. he, it was a weird season for him because he missed a, a couple of games with maybe a nagging injury. And yeah. he was, because our, our, our reporting is, we, we get so much from the, all the beat writers we have for the program. It was tough to tell if, if he was hurt, if he was just getting benched one game or not. But I thought when he did play, he did have some games where he gave us really good defensive minutes. Yeah. He got us some of those ugly baskets and he helped us. But he's just got to be more consistent next year. Really athletic. Again, you know, if you look at all the freshmen, the three-point strokes are pretty – even Zimmy, right? They can stroke that three. Yeah. I mean, they're all way underweight. And they didn't have the drills and all that. I think Blakeney had some other issues, but hopefully they work through those. But I think there's more to come. I think with this kid they signed today, the numbers are the same as Malay. So are we going to – somebody could be leaving and – there are still 1,500 kids in that portal. So there's there, a long way to go. Are there any that you have – I mean, I've scoured the portal. I've gone through stuff. There's the guys at the top, and you see who's interested and who's talking. Is there, is there one or two kids you said he's the guy that could really help us out? Be one yeah, of those kids names Razier, there's a kid named Razier Bolton. Farrell got on him right away, and, and Dayton basketball followed him also. I forget the school he's coming from. But I think he's he's that older, stronger, 15 or 16 a game, five or six rebounds, three or four assists. And I think he's six, four or six, five. I would throw the kitchen sink at that, if not Ibby. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's the kind of kid that you'd like to see come. It's a well, it's a kid that can score like with the Ibby thing. We need, a, we need a guy that can score the best. To have to, to place all of our points or whatever percentage you want to put on getting to 75 points, 70 points, whatever the number is in your mind. But it's hard to say, okay, here's six guys that played sparingly or not at all last year. We need you to each combine to get to this number to get us to yeah. 20 something wins next year to take us where we want to go. It's yeah, hard. You're, you're, you're right on how, you know, I'm all in for development, but remember no rebuild. So yeah. while they're developing, somebody's got to carry the weight. Um, 
you know, and I'm, I'm hoping that defensively we do some different things. We're going to have some depth. We have some athleticism. We play in a league that you would think with this roster, we could just run some people out of the gym just with the depth and that depth and athleticism. I know we say this every year, you know, I don't like the conference. Um, Bonaventure and VCU, it looks like everybody's coming back. So they may be legit national type teams. Now, having said that, one team forfeited in the NCAA, and of course that was VCU and Atlantic 10 team. And then I can't remember the last time an Atlantic 10 team won an NCAA game. I think it's three or four years. <clears throat> I think it's been a while yeah you know and then the bottom tier so you're right that's where we got to take advantage of the 29 and 2 make believe last year didn't happen and get off and roar and win win that thanksgiving thing and get our name back in the lights right away because yeah. you get forgot you get forgotten quick i mean we all loathe xavier it's gotten awful quiet there hadn't it yeah when Since you are not a, when you are not big time it can go away quick yeah, since he left for Louisville, it hasn't gone great. I don't think they would say they're they're really happy. They were spoiled with the one after another for 25 years, and it's every year they've hit it right until yeah. until this guy. And it, I watched them; it looked like they had the athletes and players. You wonder, you start to wonder if he's the right guy. <clears throat> yeah, we will see. Speaking of someone who didn't hit it, uh, our guy Archie at IU. Um, next time he will coach a game, what conference do you think he'll be in? I think he will be the University of Cincinnati coach in the AAC. Oh. You think that'll happen quick? Um, if I were them, I would do it quick. You know, you can get him kind of cheap because if he gets, he can come in at a lower rate because he's got the $10 million buyout. And I think Archie in our league, that league or the Big East is the guy we know. You give him three or four stars against other three and fours, he's going to beat you. And, you know, he wound up in that pressure cooker down there and, you know, he's got to strengthen his staff, right? I think hopefully as a learning experience and Howard, uh, Howard showed it at Michigan. He was very open about Martelli was very much involved in the yeah in the plays and the system and you know i think anthony could probably learn from that even at his age and i really like archie i i that was so disappointing you know no dayton coach has left pernell gregory and archie and won an ncaa game no but jim o'brien won a, uh, an nba playoff game I and mean, he's of all the guys that and he was the biggest stinker of anybody yep for he him to call him yeah. I was listening to Dan Dackage on a podcast and he wasn't trying to be negative. He just goes, anybody can win at Dayton. And if you think about Gregory and Oliver, it's not far off. Because yeah. the success after that, the Archie thing is, I know you agree with me. I think Archie's a really good coach. I really do. What do you Jackson. think, Jackson? I mean... Kind of, but I feel like he was really good at breaking down a defense, and I think and I think he made a lot of really good adjustments defensively while at, at Dayton. I think I gave him more credit for his offensive mind, and maybe because we had like six players every year that he was that he was there. So I think I gave him a lot of credit. But to your point, he did a lot with those three and four stars. That whole class was three and four stars, three stars really. Yeah. But I think I, I think I gave him a lot of credit for being a better offensive coach than what he was. Maybe some of that has to do with, you know, him not having maybe the right personnel and, and colleagues yeah. to help you with that. But I, I think that's where just watching that him, his teams play offense. And in some cases with really good players. I mean, he had the last three Mr. Basketballs out of the state of Indiana. One guy who hasn't done great was a lottery yeah. in Romeo last year. So it's yeah. like he had talent there. He just didn't capitalize with it. And if you if you would say to back to Mark Few, we're going to give you a McDonald's All-American every single year, um, which is what he's had there the last couple of years, I think he'd say, yeah, I'll get you to at least the Sweet 16, probably further. And he just he just wasn't able to do it, which is just really disappointing. In the conference, 
would grind them down as the year went on, you know, to Anthony's credit, you know, Greer gets so much credit as a recruiter and Farrell and those other guys, you know, I'm just trying to imagine Archie in a five stars house. And when he leaves, they kind of, who was that guy? You know, after all, after. Doesn't exactly light the room on fire. No. So, you know, he's young, you got 10 million bucks, so we're not going to cry over it too. I, I really like Arch. I enjoyed our time with him, but you could kind of see it even on our trips. You know, just not a, you know, again, back to what I said earlier. In college basketball, the coach is the brand. And when you give the guy a pass, oh, that's not his personality, that's not a good answer. Yeah. You know, if you're at if you're at a great school, you might not have to be. But Huggins is West Virginia, right? Yeah. Coach K. There's just something about those guys. And there are, Mark Few doesn't like, he did a great interview. He goes, I don't like to do all these in it, but we were almost going out of business as a school. And our president said, Mark, I need you to, you got to go on TV. You got to do this and do that. Not do Anthony's 32nd after the game layup question and we don't hear from him. And we, somebody has surgery and we don't know about it for two years. You know, this isn't CIA stuff. Come on, guys. We're a great fan base. Over, see, I already think, Jackson, you should try to get Anthony on your podcast. We need a season review. Nobody's done that with him. I don't know why the Corona podcast would invite. I'll bet you Anthony would come on. Have we heard one word from him since the season ended? I don't think so. No. I mean, Calipari's on it. You have to do that when you're a Dayton. You have to do that. Growing up in, in Indiana, Bob Knight had a, his show was on 365. In the off season, there'd be the guy who, who hosted the show would be walking with him on the fairway and they'd just talk about golf. And there was maybe a, a few questions about basketball here and there, but you just saw Bob playing golf down wherever the heck he was. And that's how much power he had. Now, again, that's maybe an ex extreme view of the brand, uh, but I think you got to make yourself more visible. What, what, would, what would the ideal... Because you listen to all the shows, the Calipari, he's doing coffee performance in Lexington and, and Duke and everything else. What should what should the schedule look like for Anthony Grant leading up to before, after, during the week of a of a of an in season uh, conference phone show type of thing? Um, well, he has the show. You mean during the season? Yeah, he has the Monday night thing at the chicken wing place for a little Nobody bit. Nobody calls in. I mean, yeah. it's poor Larry carries the day for 60 minutes. The commercials are five minutes long. You and, and I'm such a fan that I listen to every second of it. And afterwards, I, I wonder why I did. Right. Um, and I take the blame for that. I, I told Larry, next year I'm calling in. You better take my questions. Right. Um, I'd like to see more, a longer post game on the radio. You know, a lot of us have drives homes, you know, we'd like to hear more from them. And I think this time of the year, we're, I'd, I want a season's review, maybe in another month, a recap of how the guys are looking. I had made a suggestion during COVID um, that Dayton do a YouTube on a practice and just show us and interview the kids and just give us some info. And we're just, we're just not good at it. We're, we're just not good at it. We're starving for anything, yeah. any content. When you called and said, would you, I, I couldn't have been more excited. <laughs> right? We're on those message boards and we're watching the transfer wire and we get crickets from the university. Come on, guys. It's, not, you know, what's going on? And we hope to do this. And this guy's gained eight pounds. And, you know, that's what we want to hear and see. And we deserve that. We spend a, hey, by the way, we spend a lot of money following these characters around. That's our school. Where's the info? Hey, how come this guy didn't play tonight? Um, we'll get back. To, what does that mean? If the guy hurt his hip, say he hurt his hip. Is it that big a deal? And forget that hip of stuff. That's not, that's pure nonsense. Huggy would tell you everything that's going on. So I get it. Anthony's a real pro and all that, but if, if I was consulting him, and I do that now, I would tell him and Neil, we need more Anthony, more info, more knowledge about this to our, we are the best fan base. And I don't know if we get all we should get all the time. 
to your point about making trips and spending money, uh, we, we had a question we're, we're thinking of, knowing that you've made all the trips to every Thanksgiving venue over the last few years. Um, what are your favorite like venues from those tournaments? We, I got It's all across North America at this point. Yeah, let me back into it. It was probably the worst of the basketball, but I thought our Anaheim trip, because there were very few of us, oh. and it was really the Coronas and the Pasetas. We were a family. Other than sleeping together, we were together that whole time, if you remember. We had a ball with you guys at that trip. Um, I, I love Maui, of course, but I love the one coming. Orlando's great. It's easy to get down there. There's a lot of us. The gym's great. Um, but yeah, those two Maui trips, you, you, you can't beat them. And the one, the one two years ago was, I mean, we were out there fighting for tickets. So for the people listening, we stood next to each other in the game after we spent more money than we should have to get in. And that gym was hot. Remember Jackson? And we stood for 40 minutes and as good as the UCLA Gonzaga game was, Ours was right behind it with Kansas. It was back and forth. And then to go to the bar, it was still only, what, one o'clock in the afternoon? <laughs> Those were the best trips, don't you think, Jackson? The plane yeah. ride's a little rough. What would, what would you say, Jackson? Um, I haven't been to as many of you. I've only been to Orlando, Bahamas, Anaheim, Maui. Charleston. Charleston. So... Pretty pretty many though. Yeah. Not bad. How old are you? Seven. <laughs> so hey, yeah. My ranking from least to best is definitely Charleston at worst. It was a little cold in that beach that day. Yes. And then I'd probably go with Anaheim. Then Orlando, then Bahamas, then Maui. You like the slide Bahamas. I, I got to tell you, if I was voting for you guys, it seemed to me Bahamas was the winner. You guys wore that sled out. That's a great trip. That was a good trip. That was a really, really good trip. And you're right. We sat there. You guys came down, did a couple, or Frankie at least visited us on, on a few of the sled. But you and the, you and the Hind crew and the Bardineros, I think, never left the Lazy River. Or the Shark Tank slide, whatever that thing was. Yeah. You know, to the people listening, the holiday trip's the best one because it's not final. There's still yeah. hope even after it's over, right? There's still hope. There still is hope. And we've, we've been down. <laughs> <laughs> we've been down uh, really bad. And then we've also uh, we've also won a couple. Um, we've won a couple. And even when well, we didn't win a couple, to come go two and one like the year that the first Maui, not the first Maui, but uh, in 2013 Maui. Yeah. Um, I beat think that Gonzaga. was. Yeah, beat Gonzaga. Lost at the buzzer to Baylor, right? Yeah. Then beat Cal in a, in a, in a nice win. And I mean, that was, you leave there flying back with a pretty good feeling. So that's good. Remember uh, the Cal game? We're in the lead. Kyle comes in and goes down the lane and slam Tomahawks the dunk. Yeah. We didn't think he, he could do that. But last year, we knew the team would be good. And that anticipation in Maui was unbelievable. Especially coming out of the gate against a Georgia team that we didn't know because they had Anthony Edwards, the number one pick in the draft. Right. We didn't know if he was a guy that could single-handedly – we knew we were good. We didn't know if, if he alone was good enough to beat us. And then we shut him down. And then we shut him down. And little-known fact, Kamara scored seven and Edwards had six. Wow. Didn't know that. Kamara outscored Edwards in that game. And then we destroyed uh, Virginia Tech right from the start. But that I Kansas saw, game, my God. Yeah. I saw that one Twitter post from that one guy. He's like, I'd rather play Virginia Tech than Michigan State because of the three-point shooting. Yeah. You missed on that one. So, yeah. so Coach, those are, those are your favorite um, Thanksgiving week, but you also make – all the A-10s, right? So, and we, we joined the A-10 in 1995 right? and had to do a little research to make sure where it was back then, but it started at the Mullen Center at UMass. Correct. In no particular order, it's been in U.S. Bank Arena, U, uh, UD, 
spectrum for many different years. Some other weird place in Philly, I think, one time. Brooklyn, D.C., Pittsburgh, Atlantic. Where is your favorite? Because you do that's a reunion trip with your boys. What's what's your favorite? Yeah. Ten so my college roommates, they're all from the East Coast, and you've been with them a couple of times. So that's our annual reunion. Used to be a golf reunion. We don't do that anymore. Um, going into this, the biggest part for them, I'm the real fanatic. So how many times we eat is really important. So in New York, it's Patsy's and Carmine's. But I got to tell you, and you and Frankie were there, with a couple of them. Atlantic City was a lot of fun. It was fun. Yeah. It was really a lot of fun. We were younger and it was crazy. And um, yeah, th those tournaments have been good. Now, the problem with those tournaments is we always book it for four nights and we always lose the first game. So after the first game, a lot of times we're just hanging around waiting to eat lunch and dinner. Yeah. But yeah. That was. Yeah, I, I think the Barclays Center, I'm a, a Nick fan. Getting on the train and going to Barkley, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Next I don't know if we've, we've gotten the bang. You know what I liked, Howie? The year we went to Pittsburgh. Yeah. that was, Well, we lost the first day. But for yeah. you, it was the drive home. So we we were the one seed, right? We were the, the one lost seed. To Davidson. We were the one seed. We had to wait till these guys got out of school. We were going to head over after class. And then get there to join what was going to be a great, memorable weekend. And uh, you guys were home before we even had a chance. It was the noon, the noon game as the one yep. that weekend. So Jackson in Atlantic City the last year, Richmond was really good. They had the Harper kid. They went. To, I think they won a game in the tournament. We got to the championship game. Gregory was the coach, and the arena was god awful. It's the old convention center there, and then the middle of the first half there was a fire in the kitchen so there yeah. was a, a smoke haze and they had to stop the game for a couple of minutes leave it to the a10 that's atlantic city that's uh, atlantic city there have been so many great games at the ud arena can you share your top two to three games that uh you've seen there yes yeah, so i can so i'll be 68 this august and everybody's going to go, this is just the old man, because everything's bigger and stronger. So in 1974, I lived on K Street in the ghetto. Am I allowed to student housing, whatever it is? You can call it the ghetto on the 126 pod. And we were playing the number two team in the country, Notre Dame. To get tickets then, you had to wait in line and sleep out. So I slept out for two nights in the field house. My girlfriend at the time would bring me food to eat. I got tickets in the first row where I always sat right behind the basket. Digger Phelps was the coach. He was a one and done. Uh, he had been at Fordham. Then he took that job and they had Dwight Clay and Shoemaker. They were really, they had beat UCLA to break the 88 game streak. Mm -hmm. um, and there was the, there was the band, but there was no piped in music then. And they got those of you listening in a half hour before the game, it was just the methodical clapping, clapping. It's the loudest I've ever heard the arena. We then, we then burnt campus to the ground. We took our couches and chairs and threw them in the bonfire. I don't, I don't think I went to bed for a week. That was the greatest night ever for me in Dayton basketball. Mm. Couldn't believe it. Two great guards, Johnny Davis played 11 years in the NBA. Bill Walton said he was one of the best teammates. He was an NBA champion. Donald Smith, who, gosh, if you could watch him on YouTube, that little turnaround lefty jumper, if there was a three-point line. And, and our bigs could shoot. Our, and that's the year we lost to uh, Walton in triple overtime. Yeah. Mm. Which would have been my second favorite game ever. Yeah. We thought you'd say another one. Jackson would brought this up earlier today. We weren't sure if you'd, if you'd have this one in your list. Tell them um, about it. The, the Dickie V game versus Detroit. So this is back way back in 1975. I was with Dave Lionetti. We were sitting in the student section. Vital still had some hair, had a bald spot on the top. We were a pretty good team. They beat us on our home court 
and they're dancing in the corner where where the band normally is. And Vital's in the middle. He's about two feet from the end row. And Dave Lionhead did a big clamato spit and hit him right on the top of the head. Never forget it. We still talk about it. I'm sure Vital would remember it. Act, true fact actually happened. Dancing on our court. And Dave was so mad, he just got a big, we used to call him Clamatos, big spit, big wadden, put it right on Vital's head. It was spectacular. Dickie V. <laughs> I think, uh, I love that story. I think if I had to think about some of the biggest games, I think that I haven't been going as long as you have, but I think the, um, I think that the last game last year, uh, March 7th, yeah. my game, when, when Obi went between the legs to finish off the, yeah. the undefeated season. I think also the Boise State tournament, the play-in game, oh. where, where I, I think I think the blood, everyone was so tense because we felt so disrespected for being the play-in game. When we, um, By the way, we should have been like four seeds, high, not four seeds, four slots higher as the 10 or 11 seed versus the last team in. But I think I felt so anxious about being disrespected and then going and losing and proving them right. I think that was maybe for me and, like the most tense game, I think, at the arena. And, and in all honesty, that's the loudest the arena's ever been. That was stupid loud. Now I'm going to tell and I'll clean it up for Jackson. So there were other great games, you know, Eddie Young hits the jumper against the Paul to beat them and we rush off the court and all that. So it's the Syracuse game in Buffalo. <clears throat> My kids drive up after we beat Ohio State. You and Sarah are there. 18,000, 16,000 are Orangemen, 2,000 of us. We had a great turnout. We had our own bar when it was over. But I remember I was in the third row and it's going back and forth. And Jordan pulled up and hit that three. And I remember just falling back like I was falling back into a mosh pit. We win the game. Long story short, Jackson. Your mom, your dad, me and Frankie get a cab back to the hotel. It's about, it was a little bit later in the, it was early morning and we were hungry. And we made the driver who wanted us to get out of the taxi, takes us to McDonald's. We get to the window and I'm yelling, what do you guys want? And you guys are screaming. And I said to the lady, I'll buy everything you have left. True story. And $76 later, we had, 20 hamburgers, fraud. we had everything. We had big four. Remember how mad the cabbie was? We gave him a bag of the food. How great was that weekend? That was a great weekend. That was, uh, that that three weeks was the maybe the most fun three weeks of my life. Um, no doubt. Just going where we were and what we did, and especially the teams that we beat. You mentioned beating Syracuse up there in their home turf, but beating the Buckeyes. You know, in that first that magical game, um, and then of course, you know, Stanford to keep it going out of Memphis. So that was uh, that, that was that was some three weeks. I remember <laughs> driving home from Memphis. We were exhausted. It was a ten or eleven hour drive back to Columbus. We got home right around dinner. Julie, God love her, made dinner. Frankie said hello and left, and I just sat at the counter and started crying. Yeah, I was spent. Right. Because at one point, we were beating Florida. He said, we're going to go to the final. I just want, I'm not that selfish. I figure I got 10 good more years in me. I just want to go to a final four. Yeah. Got to go to a final four. Got to go. VCU, Gonzaga, George Mason. Come on, man. We Loyola. Could, uh, yeah. Loyola. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's just too pain. It's too painful. Loyola. How about Loyola, Final Four and Sweet 16 in three years? Unreal. It's really something. And that, that I look at, it disappoints me, but it shows the opportunity. When you have an arena and a fan base like ours, we need to go next level. Yeah. Starting and stopping is okay. The, the three of us will never walk away, right? No matter how angry we get, but it can be done. And, it, and I'd like to see a no, a more of a no excuse mentality from Anthony and, and Neil and, and the whole group and keep fighting to get in that Big East. I'm going to make a prediction and everybody laughs at me at the next contract, which is in two years, we will be in the Big East. 
I guarantee it. Guarantee that it. That would be something. I guarantee we get in, if we get into the Big East, I guarantee we'll get into the tournament a lot more. Uh, and you're exactly right, right? Nelly. Then, then, yeah, then, then, then that changes everything. Instead of, uh, you know, all the pundits, how tough the A-10 was this year. Not really. You know, St. Louis was overrated and COVID-ridden. and I mean, VCU and Bonnie were okay, and then Bonnie gets embarrassed in the tournament by a middling LSU team. VCU gets coached. <laughs> Can't make it up. The building in Atlantic City catches on fire. Fordham, I mean, it's just a joke. So we have, so we got to run here because I got practicing a little bit, but we have, so we have like about 15 more questions we never even get a chance to get to. So we got to run this back for a part two here soon. But okay. you mentioned the 2014 run is, and you've been a part of some others before that, the 74, the 84, you know, and so is that the, is that the best one? For you, that was or? the best. That was the best one for me because I was, you know, one of them I was in school. Uh, the other one was, uh, you know, with Rosie, and they went out and you know played out west, and and so I, I wasn't able to go. I was young, didn't have any money back then. But yeah, that run in fourteen was first of all, as much as I like this group, Obi and those guys, I love that group. Yeah, I love Scoochie and Kyle and. And Kendall, I just loved the whole, the Seabird, the whole way about it was just six guys out there. And they played so, there was one clinker, that Buffalo game, after we came back from Orlando. Yeah. But man, that, and then we were always, we were always partying, it felt like. It was just a great run. It's a great group. Um, Reading off that question, do you think the uh, 29-2 team could get farther than the uh, 2014 team? I did. I really think the more I saw this year, Jackson, and think back on that team, they had all the ingredients, right? I yeah. mean, Mike, Mike Sell and Landers were like Baylor players. Mike Sell, super senior year, was bigger and stronger than people get. You know, where we sit, he was phys he wasn't a great, but man, he was, those were two strong guys. And then you had yeah. the score and OB and you had the three-point guy coming off the bench, and they and they really clicked. Yeah, I think I think we were robbed last year. I don't think the other way. Oh, we would have lost in the first round. Now we'd all be bankrupt. Think of the money we would have spent just on tickets. Because in the final four, I'm sitting in that front row, and my wife knew it. I said, "I'm telling you now, this is going to cost a lot." <laughs> It'll be worth it, though. It would have been worth it. It will Jackson, happen. Jackson, you got a long way to go. You're going to see championships. I got to tell you, I was almost happy Gonzaga didn't win. You know, the real last non-Power 5 team, other than Villanova, Big East, was Texas El Paso, Texas Western, Yeah. to win a national championship. We would be the – if we could win one before any of the – we'd be the first non-Big East Power 5 since then to win a championship. And I'm tired of the Gonzaga thing. That's enough. Let's move on. Yeah, that was great. The last 20 years have been fun. fun. And yeah. Nice gone. run. Happy yeah. for you. Let's move on to Dayton. There you go. There you go, Jackson. Well, Coach, this was a lot of fun. We we need to get you back here soon. We could, As soon as your schedule will permit, we want to have you back on. Because we had a lot of other things we got to get to um, that we just didn't have a chance to go to. Because – I got little league practice here in about 15 no, minutes. No, no, no. You go get them when you need me. Let me know. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Jackson, invite good. Anthony to do it. He'll say yes. Uh, next few right. pods will be um, NFL draft predictions. Oh, my God. I'd have to really Wait. study up for that. That's what I'm great at since you won't know. <laughs> Jackson, you did a nice well. job tonight. I'm proud of you. You got a good presence. And then after that, we might do, I don't know, what were you going to say again? The uh, We have maybe a, a former NFL guy that's going to come yeah. on and talk about the draft. Nice. Nice. Yeah. How many more of these? Uh, so each podcast is different. You might have to do one on the Reds pretty soon, the way they're playing. Yeah. Mm. Got a bunch of them on my fancy team. There you go. Get little Frankie on. 
he, he comes on every now and he'll bust through the doors. We got to get Anthony on and we got to get, um, uh, we got to get, we got to get Roy Williams on to see how he feels about retiring. Yeah. I think Roy, I think Roy was fed up. I think the transfer rule and all the other stuff, he just done with it. 70 years old. I'm not dealing with this to have to beg a kid to stay at because that big center left the freshman. Yeah. Yeah. He said to beg a kid to stay at North Carolina. The University of North Carolina. Because I'm not doing that. Yeah. Forget it. All right. I got to run. This was fun. Thank you so much. Love you. Bye.